gingerbread man slider is not a thing that I should be salivating for. And yet here we are. And welcome to another episode of Hey, I've Got an Idea Show. That over there is my brother, Mason, the artiste, Williams. And that over there is my brother, Luke Lagrenouille, Williams. The frog? You're a frog. It's racist. Uh, yes. I'm just going to own it. <laughs> Don't, don't, that's what the racists do. Okay, okay. Um, uh, grenade. Yes, I'm a grenade. No, no, no. Grenade is pomegranate. Yeah, because it's, because it's grenade shaped. Exactly, and that's, uh, they make grenadine. Yeah, but like, it's like the, the name that they have for both it and a grenade, right? I don't speak French. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the French word for grenade is. I know that grenade is the French word for pomegranate. Anyway, Luke, this is a podcast it where is. we invent things. We do. What are we inventing, Luke? This week, art software. Okay. Now, not specifically art software. Like, we're not just going to make another Photoshop. Uh, I believe the challenge was another genre of art software. That's true. So... People have their DAWs for music. That's digital audio workspace or workstation. I forget. For is that, for, is that like Fruity Loops? That's like Fruity. Long since dead was Fruity Loops. It's been FL Studio since about two thousand and five or something. Okay. Um, but it was originally Fruity Loops. That's what the FL stood for. I'm um, old school. Still has the fruit in the in the logo. Not a particular like it's it's not a specific fruit. fruit? It's, it's got this weird own kind of fruit. It kind of looks like a, sheesh. What what would that be? Like an apricot? Like a mango? Kind of like a plum apricot thing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Maybe maybe that's why we don't know. Or maybe vector art with like Illustrator or something like that. Or yep, you got your you got your Photoshop and stuff like that. We do. Uh, there's, uh, there's video games. People make video games in particular game software. This is true. Okay, so we need software for another kind of art. Okay. Uh, the problem is, I think, like, already all kinds of art got software. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm gonna make a computer program to make oil paintings. Like, that's been done. Yeah. Think okay, so let's let's look to sort of genres of art that maybe haven't gotten much in the way of software yet. Pottery. So ceramics? Yeah, like like I was gonna say, oh sculpture, oh, but there's plenty of software that does 3D printing and shit, but what you don't have is software that will like throw clay on the wheel and create a pot. All right, now let's let's because I see that going one of two ways. I want you to tell me specifically 
what this pottery software does. Okay. So you, you put in a picture of your face, like in profile. Okay. Okay. And then it flips it and has two of your faces looking side by side, does the inverted negative space to create a vase shape. And then it uploads that shape to a mechanical arm on a pottery wheel. You put on like a, a certain amount of clay, or maybe it dispenses the clay because it knows how much it needs. Pottery wheel spins up, and this little rubber nib goes out there and pushes the clay makes into the shape of the negative space of your face, and then you and it creates a vase, and then it that? fires it, and then you have a face face. Uh, I mean, face face is funny, if not frustrating to say. Uh, or it could be a Foz vase. It depends on who you ask. Is that like that, uh... Some people say Vaz, and I have to assume they also say Foz. Is that like Aristotle and Chipotle? Uh, yes. Yeah. Here's my frustration with that. Uh, first of all, I was... That's not one of the two ways I was expecting. The, uh, the one way was that... And this is what you did mostly, was that a robot would make a pot for you. Right? Yeah. But you're talking about sort of a 3D printing of that. The other way in my mind was uh, you just look up, you'd look in the software for examples of how to make pottery, and then you you make the pottery. Uh, so but more that, of a that's guide. Not, that's not so much art software. That's like a Google image search. Yeah, that's 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 the, the problem with that, right? In either case, it's not really helping you do your craft exactly, right? It's even with the one that you suggested of the robot doing it, then then friggin' robots doing it. The only thing well, that I you're mean, doing is like adding the the spinning you, you rotational the part. You put in the face data, I don't and you can make different that. facial expressions. No, I don't. I don't want. I don't like this one. Okay. I I I think it's poopy. All right. So what are some? I'm art sorry. Forms? I, I'm sorry. I called your idea poopy. No, that's that's fair. It is. And you could use it to make uh, a vase out of poopy. But but what are some art forms, Luke, that that people do sometimes? <sighs> Spoken word. Some poetry. Uh, poetry. OK. OK. Yeah. So I'm speaking into this software. It's taking the syllables. It's breaking them down. It's auto-suggesting you your rhyme to end the couplet or what have you. Or or maybe it's just going back and forth with you. Like, it, it's it's like that scene in Princess Bride where what character's trying to say stuff and then they just turn it into rhyming couplets. Yeah. Like, adversarially. Like, you're talking to the software and you're like, hey, stop, I mean it. And then the software finds a, a rhyme for mean it and it says anybody want a peanut and it's like thank you software for doing that although please stop i'm trying to turn you off and then it says what's that you need to cough and and it, it never ends and the bit continues like assuming that the only control you have of the software is vocal yes i suppose the only way to stop it is to end a sentence with like not orange, because that could be door hinge, but like to end a sentence with silver or month. Hmm. Although I... it depends on the tolerance of the software for slant rhymes. Yeah, I mean, when you look up the rhymes on the rhymezone.com or whatever the fuck, 
they have um they have like accuracy percentages now. Ooh. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's some good shit. Cuz like I definitely appreciate when when you have something like strength and you know, you got 100% for length. It's like, oh yeah, okay, that's a rhyme. But then like uh tenth is like, well, it's kind of Right? So it's like it's not a hundred percent, but it's not fifty percent or zero percent. It's like eighty. Yeah. It's like you you would forgive that in a song? I would. Yeah. Anyway, that's one. Okay. We got the we got the poems. We got our yep, yep. Uh, we got our poopy vase. Hit me with another genre of art. What is an art that humans do, Luke? We uh, we make an art out of doing a good mop of the floor. Uh, respectful disagree. That's not art? Uh, I would say if you do mop the floor correctly, what you have done is not art. And if you mop the floor in an artistic way, it's not mopping. Wow. You are doing interpretive dance with a mop. Hard stance from my bro. Take that, janitors, sanitation workers out there. Mop I'm just saying, if you clean the experts. floor properly, the object of the game is a clean floor. Right? Okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you believe that, like, this is, of course, what was required, what was uh, intended by this request, that we debate what is and is not art? Would you say there is... An art to tidying up. Um, yes and no. I would say there is an art to tidying up in the sense that different, like tidying up is different from mopping the floor. Mopping the floor is very like there's one end goal. Any two people, if they're competent at mopping the floor, you will get the same mopped floor. Tidying up is different because there are choices you can make as you go. You can say, okay, I'm going to put all the books over here and I'm going to put the clothes over there. Or you can say, no, I'm going to tidy and I'm going to, I'm going to arrange things by color or I'm going to like, it's basically a form of interior design, right? Because it's deciding uh, where things go and you have multiple options. So two different people who are equally skilled at tidying a room, they could both tidy a room and the room will not come out the exact same way. Mm, so therefore, true. yes, there can be an art to it. But I would say that that does not mean that it is art because if you tidy my room, I would not go in there and look at well, the way that you tidy it and say, Ah, uh, yes, this is a Luke tidy. I recognize his handiwork. Yeah. Other people would not have tidied this way. I see. I can see the, the artistic statement that he is making with this. This is actually like a statement on Rwandan genocide, the way that he organized my DVDs. It's like, no, you cannot get meaning through tidying up. So I would say, although there is an art to it, it is not necessarily art. So... What I'm hearing is uh, organization can be a craft, interior design can be a craft, but there's sort of like, there's a line where you can recognize that 
I would say if we're going all the way to interior design, that yes, that can be an art. But you said tidying up. Tidying up, I would say, does not get to be an art. But interior design, there you're like designing curtains and couches and saying, I'm going to make a table and put it over here. I'm going to go to Ikea and I'm going to get this bookcase because that's what goes over there. That, I would say, can be an art because you can change the meaning of a space. So, we, like, talking about actual design, and we are talking about art again, but yeah. you think that the act, what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is, you think the act of cleaning isn't that. Cleaning is not because there's not enough uh, opportunity for artistic expression. Whereas interior design, you can express something. That's why they have shows, lots of shows, about interior design. And there are very few shows about mopping the floor. All right. So if someone's got a dusty back window on their car and you write, wash me with your finger. And what is that? That's not washing. That is writing slash drawing. That is art. But as soon as they obey your command and wash that window, they have erased your art and replaced it with a washed window. They're destroying your handiwork. But some art is made to be destroyed. What's another example of that? Because I'm just, I'm, I'm still sort of spitballing on, on software. Uh, there's, uh, there's plenty of art that is made to be destroyed. Uh, there are books that have been put out where in order to properly enjoy the book, you have to sort of tear it apart as you're reading it. Uh, there have been, like, I believe, Cards Against Humanity. They get they have a pack where in order to get at one of the cards, you have to, like, destroy the box. And arguably the box is part of the art. Uh, and also there was that what, one what is supposed to hold the card? There was, there was the Banksy that was a painting that shredded itself. You see that yep, shit? Yep, yep, I did see that. Hmm. Okay. Some art destroys itself. I can also argue for, like, the state of, like, an Etch-a-Sketch, too. Oh, no, 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 my dude. The art. The art that can only be enjoyed through destruction. You should know this. The food. All things culinary. Yes. Uh, not all things. Some... Most things. Some food... Doesn't get destroyed when you eat it? (laughs) I mean, corn... No, but like, I was going to say, I was going to try and cite some kind of like poison or something, but that that's just me being a shit. Yeah. Okay. Unlike corn, which can never be a shit. Okay, so we've already got software for interior design. It's called The Sims. We've already got software for culinary shit. It's called, again, just Googling some recipes. Just, so. Yeah. Like what? What else? I mean, I guess a food simulator with really robust physics. Okay, okay, okay. Like, so here's the thing: it doesn't you know, like have an actual recipe. You just sort of feed in a couple of ingredients, and then it goes, "Oh, you know what? Fry that." Because here, here's the thing: every cooking game that exists is usually got a, a set of like 
okay, you're the sushi chef and you're going to need to do this many tuna and do the right cuts. And then like the parameters of the variable of that tuna is just like how many you do or something like that. It's not taken into account like the proteins or the fats or how you're storing it in the fridge or like any of the many, many variables. Did I ever, did I ever tell you about my Salisbury steak with cooking mama? <laughs> I'm going to want to hear this one. Go ahead. Okay. So way back in the goddamn day, I had a Wii. And one of the things that I had on the Wii was cooking mama, which is a game where you, you know, sort of do the motions and you make the recipe Right. And it's fun. Yes. And one of the things is well, in recipes was, I think she called it Salisbury steak. Yeah. But it's basically hamburger because yeah. that's what Salisbury steak is. And so like all of these things, they have the recipe. And in theory, you could follow any of these recipes in the real world and make real food. And therefore, Cooking Mama, in theory, teaches you how to cook. Um, in theory. This, uh, this version of the recipe, Salisbury steak, nutmeg in it. Uh-huh. And I was like, huh. That like they wouldn't put it in the video game if that wasn't a real thing. So I actually did make the cooking mama recipe yeah. for Salisbury steak. Yeah. Uh and I followed the recipe as it was in the video game exactly. Okay. And uh let me let me tell you. Was it was it good? No! No, that shit's poison. That's that's the worst. That was very bad. Did, I had to throw it away. Did it taste like gingerbread meat? It did not taste like any kind of thing that is food that you can eat. It was bad. Oh, shit. I just had this idea of having, like, two uniced gingerbread cookies. Just putting, like, a little little hamburger patty between it, like a little slider. I mean, that would have been better than what I made, yeah. Oh, man, I want to know what that tastes like now. I could get down on that, I'm not going to lie. God damn it, every time we talk about food, I get real weird up in here. Like, I'm not, my mouth's watering right now. I'm a little hungry in general, but, like, I can't talk about regular food. Like, gingerbread man slider is not a thing that I should be salivating for. And yet, here we are. And also, we're working on art software, and this isn't that. It really isn't. What if you got your recipe ideas from massive massive database of food you can put in some stuff that you got and go remix and it specifically challenges you with ones that don't work together to make to make them work so it's like iron chef style or or not iron chef's chopped style where you get like your ingredients that don't go together and you gotta make them work right but it's like a version of that, but it's like, all right, just input what's in your fridge. And then it's like, all right, you can't make this dinner. Basically, you want an Iron Chef or a chopped challenge where it's like you feed in the food it ha- you have. And then it's just an RNG and it's like this and this and this go. And then the software doesn't actually help you. It just says you have to make food. Out of, like, your soy sauce and a cabbage and the strawberry Pop-Tarts. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that if you update software for your for your fridge, right, and your fridge right. doesn't just show you what's in there, but also has an up-to-date record of what's in there. 
And presumably you would have to tie it in with your cupboards and shit, so they all know That's true. Uh, the foods that you have that are not refrigerated. But if you're if your smart cupboard and smart fridge were able to take a full-on inventory, and it has a database of like, oh, you know, the useful thing for humans would be... Uh, Oh, you've got this and this. Do you want this for dinner? And it like actually shows you on on the on the UI. It shows you like, oh, you you know, these are some recipe options and it's got pictures of the stuff that you could potentially make. Or right. maybe if you're short by one ingredient, it's like, oh, you want to go out and grab a couple lemons? You can make this, you know, like um that's what most people would want it for, but I'm saying I already know how to do that most of the time. I want it to be like, but you can't use this yogurt with that leftover sandwich and quinoa. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, I can. But now uh, the problem with that is I got something challenging me now and I do the thing and I'm like, ha, see, I did it. But I'm not proving that I did it to the software, the thing that challenged me. I would want to get in on this. If we got some sort of leaderboard, if I can like have a community of people and I'd be like, hey, the software challenged me to do this. Here's pictures of the things I made and it's actually really tasty. And then all my other people, they see that and they're like, oh, man, that was a 6.8 difficulty. Well done. Hmm. There was there was a food challenge show way back in the day that was like it was a single bite. Where you had to win yeah, over... Yeah, it's on a little spoon, yeah? You had to win over the judge just with a little spoon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, in a far future where we have to get super analytical with everything that we're doing, mm-hmm. and we're able to do, like, a robot that, like, you pop it in this robot's, like, little receptor, and... It's analyzing, like, did you get a good sear on, nice crust sear on that protein? Did you, uh, you know, does this flavor work with that? Does this work with that? And taste is subjective, but, like, you could still get it to grade you on some kind of quality scale. I guess. And, And it would be really cool to see what you get with that. I mean, that's this is less software and more hardware with software integrated, but both would have to be super advanced. But I'm down. Like, get me there right now. Like, I want to visit that future so I can be like, all right, let's let's see if I can appease this robot overlord. Okay, here's here's my thing. Here's why I don't want that. Here's okay. why I think we should move on. Okay. What about that? would not be accomplished by just having another human being in your kitchen. Like, yeah, I could, I could literally call up my neighbor from downstairs and I'd be like, yo, Paul, look in my fridge and pick three random things. And he'd be like, uh, okay, uh, here, this, this, this. And then I cook it and then I feed it to him and he goes, Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Mason. Like, like that would be easier and faster than the thing that you're saying, and more reliable, because like the 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 chemical sensor that you're describing, that's not going to be a hundred percent. That's just looking for a sear on the protein. It doesn't know shit about mouthfeel. Yeah, I suppose to the 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 conflict here 
is that we I'm were... just saying Photoshop would not have caught on if I could replicate all of the functions of Photoshop by calling up my neighbor and having him do it for me. Yes, true. The conflict here is that we were charged with innovating with this with software. Yes, software. And it's a genre of an art form, and we did nail an art form that, you know, is one that I can talk about. But it's necessarily an art form that exists in the physical meat space, and that's not what we want, because, well, like... Well, but that's... Therein lies the rub, where we've also made shit vases and talked about mopping. Okay, because we have fucked up. Like, let's 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 move it along. Let's find an art that is purely digital, and therefore we can do purely software, and... Something that will help oh, you God. make art. Okay, so what are what are some arts that are purely digital? Something that I can send to you over the internet. What's some arts? Well, I got one thing I want to I want to talk about real quick, and then I think we gotta take a little sip, a little sup. I do of like that, sip that good wet stuff from I, that I, cooler. I, I over like there. wet things. Oh, it's oh it's blood today. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, maybe we'll... All right, let me tell you my thing first. So... Yes. There's a new game out on PS4 called Dreams. What's all this now? A new game out on PS4 called Dreams. Is that like Nights into Dreams, where you're like a flying jester man? It's called Dreams. It is by the company Media Molecule, who has also done the Little Big Planet series. Oh, okay. okay. So, Sackboy and all of his hijinks. But you might remember that... What the actual game of Little Big Planet was, was yeah, it was a cute little platformer, but you could like make your levels. Like it was big on the level creation. Did you see any of that? Uh, I mean, I do love a level creating video game. I, I like this... that Mario Maker. I like that stage creator for for Smash Brothers. Yeah, uh, I am. I am all about the level creator. I would. I've said this before. I would love to have like an equivalent of that, like WarioWare, where you just make little five second games for people. Yep. And like the only problem is filtering out the dicks. Yep, that that's the thing. But here is here is part of of the issue here. Okay. Alright. Um it's not so much an issue. Is this is the good thing. Uh, Little Big Planet was very good, and Media Molecule was very good at like giving you physics to work with. They had like textures that you were building with, and and the games were very cute. Yes, that's all. That's all great. What they've done with the game Dreams is it's a bunch of creative suites that are super interconnected. Okay. Okay. So you can make your digital paintings. You can sculpt your three D models. And you can even like export them out into OBS or not OBS into uh, uh, whatever the format is for 3D models. Okay. You can make your music. You can make your sound effects. You can make your games. You have them all interconnect with each other. But then there's also an integrated sharing system to it. Yeah. That everybody gets to share like all these assets together. Like nobody owns it. So like... Say Joe makes sculpts a really cool uh uh bust, right? And you're like, okay. oh, that will look really good in this one scene from my my murder mystery game. 
you can just load that up and put it in your uh, put it in your murder mystery game. So Joe makes a bust of his face, and then I get that bust, and I put a dick on his head, and I upload that, and then everybody's got a Joe bust dickhead, and Joe feels real sad about it. That is the part that's a little trickier about like how you work with that. That like I don't know, like it's in its early stages. I don't know how people are going to claim ownership for stuff when you can easily copy and paste. So I don't know where that. I, I mean, you have. I think they might be safeguarding it with some ownership, like they can trace where it came from. So I think that that's maybe part of it. I I also know that there's a reporting system in place. Um, so yeah, but like straight out of the gate, they were, you know, they were saying like, oh, maybe this is going to be like, people are going to make, uh, you know, that there's like coding and language in there and there's, you know, all these different tutorials for all these systems within it. And it's like, okay, well maybe someone's going to make some crappy little Mario clone and they do, but like they made like rock band and like driving sims and like fps's and like original albums and stuff and it's like oh this is everything all together well then we got a problem with our wanting to create art software because it sounds like this software can already make all art i got i'm not gonna lie dude it, it can make a lot of art I mean, this is like having to invent the car in a universe where the teleporter already exists. That's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I um, I'm pretty blown away with it so far. And obviously, it's its own coat of paint. It's kind of like how with like Minecraft, mm-hmm. like Minecraft was this cute little, uh, like it it never looked really polished. It always had that like eight bit feel to it, and. If it wasn't for the fact that it had this immersive physics engine and like a couple of weird engaging things to it and they gave people this free ability to build like massive stuff, it wouldn't have caught on the way that it did. Yeah, and then Minecraft it just... with realistic physics would not have caught on. Yeah, and then but here but here we are. I mean, Minecraft isn't as big as it used to be in, in two thousand ten, but like it was it was massive, massively creative and engaging. And people were doing stuff in it that, like, well, why the fuck do you even bother doing that? Like, people would, like, put in... Same thing with Little Big Planet. People would program full working calculators in it. Just because someone wanted to plot out an entire Switch-based, like, microchip. Because they knew that it could work within the... Within that universe. Alright. So, okay. Rant, rant about that over. Let's quickly take a break. And let's, uh, let's get that sip. Come on back, uh, full and refresh. I mean, I don't want to drink blood, but I guess I have to. No, that's, that's what's on the menu today. Hello, dear listeners, and thank you for listening to this episode 10 of season three, The Invention of Art Software. This is a quick break to tell you a few things you might not know, as well as to update you on our individual creative endeavors. Mason is at Tailstake on Twitter. He does two webcomics. Uh, he does FordComic.com. And he also does the art for Roll to Save, RollToSaveComic.com. You should check both of those out. He's also got books and board games and all kinds of other cool stuff over at his Patreon. Please check it out, patreon.com slash tailstake. I am less ashamed on Twitter. Uh, I also am working on a video series called Careful Consideration on YouTube. If you look up Luna's Queer Puzzle, 
uh, you can find my first installment of that. Also, I've got an album coming out, mashup comedy album called What's Your Whistle by Headless Sam. I'm going to have a preview for that in a second. I'm also working on some other podcasts. A little little taste of what some of that might be like from last week. Oh boy, is the editing going way faster this week by comparison. Uh, that was a bit of a thank you for sticking with us on that one. A uh, bit of a departure, but so much fun to do. And uh, I was very happy with the response. So thank you everyone for uh, taking part in that. Uh, and also for the positive feedback. We are taking your suggestions. If there's anything that you think we should invent, uh, just hit us up with what that suggestion is, and we might just make that thing for you and for the world. Uh, it's at H-I-G-A-I show or H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com. You can also hit us up there if you want to do some sort of ad swap. We're going to get right back into the invention of some art software right after this. This May. Luke's mashup comedy album, Wet Your Whistle by Headless Sam, will finally be ready. Over 50 different artists and hundreds of samples. Over an hour runtime representing a year and a half of work. You have not heard a comedy mashup album like this one. And my personal promise? The sexiest version of Genuine's Pony you've ever heard. Wet Your Whistle by Headless Sam. Check out headlesssam.com this May. I said, are you gonna be my boots? Okay, so Luke. Yeah. You mentioned the community on this dream site. And that got me thinking about online communities. Okay. We definitely do have different sorts of communities based on the platforms that support them. Like, there's one type of community that you have on Facebook, for example. And then you have a different sort of community uh, in different quadrants of Twitter. And you have different sorts of community on Tumblr and, mm. and what have you. So, mm. uh, in Dreams... You have this this sort of maker community going on there, and you had communities on on Minecraft. That's not even necessarily a social networking platform. It's it's just a game where you play with blocks, but it still developed a Minecraft community. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, it did. Okay, and the thing is, depending on the structure of that community, that's going to influence what sort of culture you create there. Right. And we see that very often now with like, uh, especially on Twitter, with Jack trying to force the way things are, um, you, you can try and steer the way your community works. Right. And you can be like, oh, I, I want a, a, a community that works this sort of way and tolerates these kinds of ideas and doesn't tolerate those kinds of ideas and has this sort of supportive framework and, you know, has people talk about ideas in this way. Like. I would argue that developing a website, even if it is like a social connection sort of website, that is an art because, you know, we can look and see that Twitter is different from Facebook, is different from MySpace, is different from Tumblr. Yeah. Right. So therefore, if we view it not as creating a website, but rather creating a community, 
can that be considered an art form? Where it's like, look, I have shaped this mass of humanity into this type of society. That is my art. And if so, can we then create something that allows you to create like a meta community where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm creating this type of social network mm. and we have a, a, a software that facilitates you creating your own thing uh, for uh, that. Okay, okay. So I think that one main reaction from most people when you uh -huh. hear when you hear something like that, uh huh, I think it's like, oh man, you you gotta be some kind of nerd to to think that way, right? I also think that to people who are big social media gurus, like the type uh -huh. that like live for the gram, I think or the Vine, or yeah. Or TikTok think, now. That's that's the fucking thing people I, are on TikTok. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think, know why that's taken off. That's some bullshit. I think 90% of those people would be like, I'm just here to game the system, man. I just, I'm just i here for those follows, whatever. But then there's like maybe 10% of those people that would be like, well, yeah, no, I'm, of course I'm building a community. Like, yeah, I'm very invested in... in what my core demographic is and I want to, I want to like craft a culture and this is super fascinating to me. I want to help other people craft their cultures. Like, I think that there's a niche of a niche that, that is super into what you're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. Um, there's one problem. What's that? Uh, I don't think we're super equipped to talk about it because I don't Fair think either enough. of us are really good at it. <laughs> we are remote, not remotely good at it. Yeah. Huh. We can barely podcast. We, 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 we do it. Do you, do you, do you want to, do you want to stick on this one for a minute or you want to pivot? And, and no, no, let's pivot. It? Let's pivot. Okay. Yeah. So what other sort of things are arguably art in this, the 21st century, and you look at something that didn't exist before, and you can say, okay, this was created with intentionality, therefore this is art. Uh, I saw today the world's smallest uh, snowman. A couple of microns tall. Fuck yeah. Some Some, like super super small scientist but the scientist was small yes, the scientist was super small you it's i guess it was a microbiologist but i don't know what the materials were that this well snow i would hope i mean i guess but 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 snow but if you're making a big. snowman that's smaller than a snowflake that's not that's not snow anymore that's ice i don't even know okay i'm not equipped to talk about that one either um okay what's another thing that lately has been crafted that could not have been crafted previously i mean uh, apps yeah yeah no there's there's plenty of apps that like oh are their fucking own thing. fucking like shitty spam shit 
Like, like the Android store spam, like the shovelware. Like, yes, there is an art to just all they have to do is get as many downloads as possible. That's clearly how they were designed. And so, if we're going to create the software that allows you to make those quicker and easier and faster. I mean, obviously, obviously, they're all just kind of copying each other and putting another coat of paint on it, right? Like, the same really shitty GTA clone uh, for your phone, which literally just has, like, get in car, shoot gun at bad guy or whatever. It's that it'll get a coat of paint for whatever the latest action movie is, right? So, like, yeah. there's a new Mission Impossible, and it's like, oh, this is the new Mission Impossible game. And it's, or, or like, it'll try and use as many of the same letters and font and whatever it can get away with. All it needs to do is get into the store, and someone will misclick or get intrigued. And be or... like, oh, Mission Improbable. Yes, that's what I want. Yeah, and then one of the tragedies of this is that so long as it keeps getting up there, even if it's crappy... There's like a let's player scene now too to play the crappy games, so they yeah. keep getting downloads and exposure from that too. Yeah, no, that's that's one of my favorite uh, let's play shows. Actually, is watch and play, uh, which is the loading ready run guys, and oh, yeah. they will play like the the terrible shovelware. Yeah, and um, uh, Vinny from Vine Sauce, he does lots of good stuff with that too. Like he will yeah. specifically seek out the bad Android stuff, and there's like ads in his footage <laughs> because he's just like oh fuck another ad well it's like of course it's just trying to sh throw as many ads as you as possible yep oi i don't want to make more of that it's it's more that i already know that that exists too much like i don't know how it works that they have it ready so immediately much in the same way that like i don't know how hacking works but I know that I don't need more hackers or, like, viruses or whatever. Oh, oh, my dude, my dude. What? Two words. Augmented reality. People are all about looking through their cell phones and seeing shit in the real world, right? Yeah. What if we have a program that lets you make shit that is designed to appear in augmented reality and we have like a shared reality like almost like a second life thing but you look at the world through your phone and there's stuff you could just pop in assets into your house so like dreams but it's on your phone and you can get sack boy and put him in your kitchen and here's the thing you can program it to recognize shit in the world like your phone like if it's smart enough to like recognize what a stoplight is or recognize oh that's a chair then anytime you point your phone at that thing then you can have something in there that's like dancing on your stop sign i mean one of the things i really like about this is the concept of you having like if 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 it was just like a pair of sunglasses right yeah and you you pop them on and you see like like, it would be so cool to play with that kind of Get medium. Get that they live shit going, yeah. That, like, oh, this is just a white room. There's, like, nothing going on in here. You put them on, and it's like, oh, it's like a, a hookah bar, and there's just all of the colors everywhere. And, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not thinking too 
uh, surreally, if I just think of a different kind of room, I, I admittedly, it's not like a dancing alien on, on, on a, on a rainbow or whatever, but, but yeah, no, no, no. What I'm saying is we, we create software that allows people to make assets that are designed to show up in augmented reality on your VR headset or your phone or what have you. And so like you'll have this program that you load into your phone and then you can look at the world through your phone. If you don't have anything loaded, then it's literally just a pass through. Like all you're seeing is the world as as it actually is. But then you can load in other people's art and you can be like, Oh, now I've got a little elephant friend and the elephant friends beside me. And he's like, looking at me and he's like waving his little trunk that's cool i want to make my own elephant friend so you load up the software you design your own elephant friend and maybe yours is green and then you upload them into the thing and then anybody who's got the ar app they can get a green elephant i think this is the closest we've been yet i guess it took us a while yeah because it's a it's pretty conceptual too but i think part of where i'm getting hung up is if you wanted somebody to see your animation, you would show yeah. them on your computer screen. If you just finished painting something, you take a picture of it and you show people the latest progress on your phone. Be mm-hmm. like, hey, here's how, how this is coming along. If you have something physically in the real world, like I'm sculpting something, just like, come on over, see how the sculpture is coming along. The AR creations... It's like we're talking about something else because you have to consent to want to be in this AR, you know? Like, if a bunch of people were on board, I have no problem believing that this could go without a hitch. And other AR works because of games that exist, Right, people want to get into it, or at least yeah. Like try you, it when because, you catch a yeah. Pokemon, you want to see the Pokemon sitting there on the chair. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm having difficulty with is for people to take AR seriously enough and adopt it thoroughly enough, like culturally enough, for it to be like, all right, you want to come over and see the latest animated GIF I have hanging on my wall. Well, no, I'm not saying that it's tied to location. What I'm saying is, I make an animated GIF, I hang it on my wall, my phone is smart enough to know, hey, it's placed on that wall. Anytime I'm looking at that wall, in the pass-through here, show that there's a painting on that wall. And then I put that out into the community, and I'm like, hey, I made this thing. Other people, they load it up on their phone, and they're like, oh, it's a painting, and then they select that. It's like, yeah, I want that. And then they're looking around with their phone. And as soon as their phone detects a blank, a blank part of their wall, it puts my painting on there. I guess part of my struggle here is that, like, I guess if we're just talking about a database of assets, what's the point of the AR? Well, the AR is the thing is because the uh, the AR, it's all about how it interacts with the world. Like, let me ask you this. If I wanted to send something to you so that on your phone, when you look through your phone, anytime you point your phone at a stop sign, it's got a little monkey hanging on the stop sign, sort of bopping back and forth between the S and the P, okay? 
I want to create that. What software exists right now that would allow me to do that for you? I submit to you that there is none. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that I guess that's true. And so what I'm sending you is not just a monkey. It is the idea of a monkey that hangs on stop signs. The hanging on the stop sign is the unique art. Uh, like I'm, I, I want to be sold on this too, right? And I'm still kind of not quite there. Okay, one of the best AR things I've ever seen was yeah. for a zoo. They had a penguin exhibit, right? You may yeah. have seen this, and they have an app, and it'll guide you to where the real penguins are. And what it is is you load up this app, and you look through your phone at the world. And you see all these penguins and they're all walking around and they're all walking past you and they're walking like the GPS knows the direction of the penguin exhibit. They are all walking to the zoo to the penguin exhibit. So you can look through your phone at these penguins and you can follow them in the real world and they will guide you to where the real penguin is. Yeah, that's pretty cute. So so like, let's say I want to have something that's tied into Yelp reviews of restaurants and wherever you are, it's going to show you where, like, a really good restaurant, the highest rated restaurant that's closest to you is. And so you load up this this thing on your phone, and you're like, boop, I want to see the thing. And then what it is, is it's a cartoon hobo, and, like, the wafting smell comes in and, like, tickles under his nose and then picks him up by his nose. And he goes, ooh, what a great smell. And the <laughs> wafting smell leads him towards the restaurant. And you have to follow the the floating cartoon hobo with your phone. Yeah, I, I, I got the hobo to go get some food. I get, like, ten extra hobo points because I found him and I led him to the food. Yeah, and so I'm not saying we invent the hobo. I'm saying I invent the software that allows you to generate said hobo. I suppose if the assets had enough code behind them and design freedom behind them. Yeah, it's all about the code. Like, I'm not, I'm code, not worried yeah. about creating the, the cartoon model of the hobo. I assume that exists. I'm talking about coding the hobo to react to restaurants. That is my art. Y yeah, like, that whatever that code will be, I don't think it's for us to sort of get into it right now. I think the important thing is that is acknowledging that there's a, a gap here that yes. whoever is designing the AR, they're not like, I mean, I don't want to speak for them. I don't really know. I haven't tried or looked, but I don't think it's very accessible to the every person, you know, not yet. Not yet. Not until not until we release this. So yeah, what's exactly. This, what's it, what's it, what's this called? I guess it's just AR. Well, AR smithery. maker. AR generator. But it's it's more than that, right? It's not just making some other form of reality or some other part of a form of reality. Okay, aug maker. It's it's a a u g m a k e r aug maker. Augmaker's got a nice ring to it, but And then if you want to pay for it, you get Augmaker Pro. Augmaker Pro's got a nice little ring to it. Like there's the free version, which is Augmaker. And then if you want to do the real shit, you get Augmaker Pro. And then like there's different subcategories like uh, Augmaker Pro Commercial. Uh Augmaker yeah. Pro Kids. I 
it really does come down to the the code, right? Like I can see yes. corporations getting down on this too. Absolutely. That like now you've got a fun new thing for the brand. If people were actively using their phones around your company to try and do some quick game because, you know, it's it's literally it's literally just leading the leading the hobo to the soup or whatever. Yeah. It's it's if if Soupco wants to show you their fun hobo mascot and you're whipping out your phone because they've got an uh they've already like hired for their social team an og uh what'd you call it? Og something pro? Og maker. Og they've they've got an og maker pro expert who designed a really fun campaign. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is checking all the boxes. We did it. Yeah, I guess we did. Wow. Augmaker Pro. I guess the question is, would you respect someone who has a <laughs> career in Augmaker Pro? I mean, I would. That's like that's a hell of a career. I mean, it's it's going to be part of the future. I just don't know how much and how soon. Right? Like we will if provided the earth survives get to a place where we're going to have like interactive hologram stuff but we're not at hologram we're at pointing our phone boxes at stuff and hoping that it doesn't look like garbage yeah and hoping that it's fun and worth doing at all and this this software is going to need constant upgrades and new versions as the technology gets better absolutely folks this has been another episode of hey i've got an idea show uh we have invented this for you right now I hope you uh, will respect someone with this career. But either way, why not weigh in on our verdict for this week at yes, HIGAI please. show? Would you respect someone who has made a career out of getting good at Augmaker Pro? Now, interact with us on Twitter. We are always looking for your suggestions. You can interact with us there uh, and pitch your own suggestions. We might just make the thing. But Mason, you've got one lined up for us for, for next week. I do. I got a little something from my uh, my beautiful wife, Amber. Okay. She's great. Uh, and uh, and what we got? Uh, well, Luke. No. Let me make a vampire. Okay. Vampire. I'm not even going to go into any more detail on that. Just we'll, we'll save that for the next episode. We got to make a vampire. Vampire. Easy. We can do it. And, uh, there's like this super low hanging fruit joke. I'm not even gonna go there because you probably already thought of it. The listener, yep. not not you. I know you. I know you're just looking at that tasty floor fruit, being like, "Hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'm gonna eat that." I, I mean, if I do, it'll be next week. Next week, yeah. Next week, we'll we'll find all that floor jam and just put on toast. We'll just suck it out with our pointy teeth. This has been some needlessly creative conversation. And until that next week, dear listeners, thumbs up monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night.